the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you? Hopefully everything is okay in your world. Hopefully your car's still running well. Um, I don't know what else to say other than I hope your car's running well. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, If you'd like to join us, you certainly can. We're talking about cars for the next two hours. To my right is my son, Alan. And he's the Mr. Vibration of the shop. And to my left is uh, my grandson, Mark. And uh, he's a... Where do you go to school at? Tarwater Elementary. Tarwater Elementary. Have you been in any trouble? Not lately. Not lately? Okay. Any trouble at all, ever? Yes. Okay. It it comes with the last name. <laughs> yep, it does. It it comes with the last name, buddy. It's just every once in a while you just gotta flirt with that line and step over. Mm-hmm. It's uh and, and your dad used to live by the motto, um what was that? What was that motto? No, yeah, I oh, no I know idea. what it was. If you play by the rules you miss all the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we we'd prefer you not try that. But if you play by the rules, you you miss all the fun. This Speaking of fun, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Larry Harker's Auto Repair. They've been a trusted name in automotive repair since 1967. They have all the stuff necessary to do the work, whether it's auto electrical, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, engine replacement, engine repair. They can do anything you need. But what Bob's really, really good at, Bob is really, really good at diagnostics. So if you've got one of those problems nobody else can fix, then 38th Avenue and Indian School is where Larry Harker's is at. I'd suggest you call, make an appointment, and then stop by because he's a, a good guy, and he's probably one of the best technicians I've, I've ever met in my life. He just has that fundamental knowledge about car repair. All righty. We had a guy a couple of weeks ago that called up and said that he had a Q45 and... Uh, he had a vibration, and he had taken it to a drive shaft place, and they had done work on the drive shaft, and he drove it, and that didn't change the work. It changed the vibration. So then, what happened after that is he took it to another shop or drive shaft shop, and they did some work on it, and it didn't change the vibration. So I said to him, um, "So we started and ended with the same vibration," and he said, "Yes," and I said. I'm betting that that's not the drive shaft, because after we put a center support on it, after we do uh, U-joints on it, after we do that kind of stuff, then it's typically not going to be um, those issues. I said to him that if he'd bring it by the shop that you would drive it, not on Monday or Friday mornings for obvious reasons, but 
Um, we'd look at it for him for nothing. I wouldn't fix it for him, and I wouldn't go into detailed diagnostics for nothing. So tell me what you remember about this Q45 coming in. Well, um, it, it, a lot, actually. The I remember driving it and uh, obviously duplicating the vibration. I do remember that we had looked up to see, and evidently there has been a drive shaft issue on this vehicle, um, so we were able to locate a drive shaft in the event that it needed a drive shaft, which is something he said he couldn't do. Right? Yeah, he said that they were discontinued, but uh, we found a we found a company that makes them, and evidently it's, it's a fairly common problem. Um, and I remember, you know, test driving it and and understanding, and then the the vibration, front steering wheel, seat of your pants, right side, kind of all side. over. To be honest with you, it it wasn't a defined steering wheel issue, which is usually indicative of the front end, but it was kind of an all over car vibration, okay. pretty bad. All right, you could feel it in the seat of your pants more predominantly than the steering wheel. Yes. Okay, so that kind of puts it at the back of the car. Typically, yes. Okay. All right, go ahead. So we raised it up, and we. Uh, we put the car into drive and and spun the rear and just kind of took a look and looked at the drive shaft and looked at uh looked at the the tires and the wheels and and everything to see if we could notice we noticed that the right rear uh was moving not only side to side but up and down a lot right rear tire okay so all the rest of them were spinning like a rec a, a record on a record player nice and smooth and no wobble yeah well the fronts weren't spin at all obviously it's rear wheel drive but yes yes as we spun the fronts by hand we we didn't notice anything okay but this one looks like a, a record that has been in the heat yes and you put it on a record player and you turn it on and it just moves and moves and moves yep yep all right so at that particular point what'd you do replace the tire and wheel no so we need to figure out if it's the tire and wheel or something beyond the tire and wheel okay so we just swapped it from side to side took the left rear off the driver's side yeah, of the, rear the left off. rear looked good uh okay. on the car all right so it, we didn't see any issues at all in the left rear so no no side to side lateral movement we call it no, no lateral and down. movement or anything no, no nothing down. nope all right so you take the one tire off the left side put it on the right side put the right on the left side and what happens exactly the same it's it stayed in the right side so it wasn't a tire and wheel. Was not that that gets rid of the tire and wheel as an option. Okay. So then at that point you diagnose it as well. At that at that point we start doing a little bit more digging. We're looking at the uh, we're looking at the rotors. We're looking at you know uh, all kinds of stuff, and we ended up coming to the conclusion it was a uh, it was a bent uh, uh, what was it a hub a hub plate hub assembly whole, whole hub yeah. hub assembly yeah. So okay. Now during this process. Um, Eddie, which was also in contact with the customer, there was some discussions about who did a lot of this work, mm -hmm. and it it just was kind of fuzzy. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't, and and that's okay because right. a lot of people they don't pay attention to the specifics. You know, we don't want the address or whatever. But that rear hub is bad for one of three reasons. Number right. one, somebody kissed a curb with the right rear. Yeah, and bent the hub. Yeah, and usually that would usually that would cause a um, usually at that point the wheel would go first, okay. and there was no damage to the wheel or the tire or any of the other ones on the car. Okay, that's not to say that the tire and wheel were bad. Somebody put another tire and wheel on right. it after they kissed right. the curb on the right. Right. All right. The second thing would be just wear and tear, and the third thing would be that whoever pressed bearings or messed with that hub last and it's my understanding that someone had just worked on that right rear hub mm -hmm. done rear axle bearings okay so when you're pressing the bearings on and off 
I don't know where that hub is and that's in that thing, but I would bet that whoever did the bearings bent the hub. And they probably had it in a hydraulic press. Yep. And they probably got it in there crooked. Yep. And they bent the hub when they did that. Yep. Because he said it happened after I had some bearings repaired on the right rear. Right. So it's unfortunate because we don't know if it was the guy next door, if it was the neighborhood mechanic, if it was his brother-in-law's shop, if it was a dealership, if it was an independent store, or if it was him. We really don't know. Mm -mm. And evidently he didn't care. How much was the hub? Do you remember? It was a lot. I Tw- want twelve hundred. I'm thinking. Well, I, that was the whole job. I, I think the hub was around seven or eight hundred. Okay. So R and R remove and reinstall the hub plus the hub and all that kind of stuff yep. was almost twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So he decided no, he'll take the car. Right. And probably if if he's smart and he really did have a shop do that work. Then he takes it back to the shop, and he said, you gave me something I didn't have when I came in. Right. So I didn't come in with a vibration. I came in with a bad a noise. Mm-hmm. You replaced bearings, axle bearings, whatever. And as a result of that, the noise is gone, but now I have this terrible vibration in the back of the car. Right. So it's that stereotypical, you gave me something I didn't have. Right. So that that was good. So he knows what to do with it. He knows how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. A good diagnosis. Good uh, diagnosis. Yeah. Good, yep. good, good. Okay. So it, it, and I've got actually the work order right here, and um, I don't know where it's, oh, yeah, $1,204, which is um, right rear hub and bearing. Infinity has a service bulletin on this hub that requires the bearing to be replaced with the hub, and that's probably where the problem got ugly, yes. is they tried to replace the bearing in the hub, when in reality you have to buy them together. Correct. Yep. And that creates problems with respect to car repairs in general, car repair shops in general, because one guy bids the right rear for 1204 and somebody else goes, well, that bearing's only $85 and the labor's only three hours, and so I'm half as much as he is. Right. And he's, you know, trying to rip you off. But in reality, um, the technical stuff says you replace both of them together. Infinity says you need to replace both of them together. Okay. So clearly this isn't the first time this has happened. Right. Now, folks, when you write a work order, when your shop writes a work order, l- let me tell you what needs to be on the work order or you should insist is on the work order. First of all, they've documented the customer's concern. So I'm reading the work order now. It says check vibration at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> High frequency vibration. Um, you guys can have it for a couple of days. So then the technician writes this. Check vibration at 70 plus can feel it in the steering wheel. Customer thinks it may have started after rear axle bearings were replaced elsewhere. Had the balance checked, found no issues per customer. Um, we inspect the vehicle. We are able to duplicate the issue. We Did you guys go 80 miles an hour to duplicate it? I didn't. Oh, okay. Eddie was driving. <laughs> <laughs> were you in the car? I, I don't recall. Okay, all right, good. That you think I had my, I had my eyes a, closed. I didn't. I couldn't see the. I couldn't see the speedo. <laughs> I'm not the police. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Um, we found the issue coming from the passenger right rear. We removed the tire and wheel and see if it was bent. It wasn't. We swapped the passenger rear wheel and tire, and the and the uh, we could see clearly that we're moving. Um, we found the right rear hub flange is bent. We recommend replacing the rear hub and bearing. And, again, Infinity has a service bulletin. You're doing both. So I estimate to replace the right hub with the bearing is 1204. The parts are special order, five to seven days. We would, we would ask you to pay them in for in advance. And the customer declined it at this particular time. 
He also has a, a situation where there's um, a problem with the engine or something like that. He asked for a general check over, and we found a hose clamp loose on the intake for the MAP sensor. We tighten that up that clamp. That's an important consideration. Mm -hmm. We have to measure every square inch, every iota of air going into the motor to appropriately give you power, performance, fuel economy, and emissions. Match it with the, amount of, the correct amount of fuel. Right. Right. Thank you. So if we have two sources of air, we have a leak over here, and we have the mass airflow sensor over here, then we have what we call unmetered air going into the engine. And so when you have unmetered air, the computer doesn't see that. It's not measured because it's coming in the back door, behind, so to speak. Yeah, behind it. It really doesn't apply to in front of it, other than you're getting dirty, nasty air that's not going through an air filter. What we're talking about is air behind the mass airflow sensor that can't be measured. PCV valve? Vacuum lines coming off of the right. intake manifold. Vacuum lines that go to the dashboard for the AC and climate controls. I mean, you got you got a brake booster, and the brake booster, when it goes bad, and it's suck, allowing you to, to drain the vacuum, then you hit the brakes, and all of a sudden the motor starts running bad. Those kinds of vacuum problems are going to cause that same thing, but you're right. It's right behind. It's right behind the... Uh, uh, in this particular case, yeah. it was right yeah. behind the mass airflow sensor, so if the air's coming in behind it, the mass airflow sensor can't measure and, it. And real quick, 90 95% of the leaks that we find are in the intake system, in the piping from the engine to the air filter, because people, for, you know, they clean the air filter and they forget to tighten one up. There's Sometimes there's six clamps. All righty. 602-508-0960. If you have a question or you have a problem, you're more than welcome. When we come back, we're going to talk to, well, we're not going to talk to him, but I got a letter from a guy that owns a 2014 Corvette. And his, his underwear is pretty wadded up. And so we thought we'd just cover that so that you would know what to do in the, under the circumstances he was in. So we'll be right back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Hello, I'm Tom Brown with Mike Aaliyah from Benefit Air. Mike, many listeners have heard me tell the story how Benefit Air came to my aid when I was chief engineer here at the station, you know, all day, every day. But what people do not know is the story about how Benefit Air kept me from moving. It's true, I live in a top-four condo built in the 60s. Almost no insulation, cinder block walls, and in the heat of the summer, sometimes we couldn't get the temp below 85 degrees. Mary had had it. Time to move, she said. Well, I called you at Benefit Air. You sent Ken over to take a look. He discovered that we were wasting our cooling capacity by cooling the attic. Ken redesigned the system, moving the air handler from the ceiling to the closet, and wow, what a difference. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad we could help you and Mary, Tom. To find out how Benefit Air can help you with your cooling and heating needs, Call us at 602-840-9229. 
That's 602-840-9229 or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select alarm clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number four. Listening to the Seth and Chris show from 3 to 6 p.m. and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour, 9 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about cars. And if you'd like to join us, we have a, we have Jim on the line. We're going to get to him in just a minute, but we also have four other lines, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in the Valley, been in the Phoenix area since 1968. Phil and Trey and Paul are transmission diagnostic experts. They do all kinds of transmission work, from very small repairs to complete overhauls. And they also have a dynamometer where they can put your transmission on this machine and run it through its paces. Why does that mean any difference to you? Here's why. It's because if they put it in the car and drive it and find out that something's wrong, they have to take it back out. So you're not going to get your car back for a couple days because it's got to come back out and be fixed. So when they put it on the dyno and check it, if there's a problem or if there's a leak, they'll fix it right there. Saves a lot of time for you. So Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. Been there since 1968. Jim, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a 2012 Ford F-150 3.5 EcoBoost uh, engine. The problem I had last weekend was towing our travel trailer. It was about 7,500 pounds. When you go on the incline grades, the temperature gauge would spike all the way to the hot and then get the warning lights saying that the engine's overheating. So to bring the temperature down, we'd have to turn the heat on and put that on full, full blast, and it would go down to about three quarters. And then once it gets through the incline, the temperature would go back down to normal, and I could turn the AC back on. But once you hit the incline, it, the temperature gauge spikes up. Okay, just real quick, how much does the trailer weigh? 7,500. 7,500? Yeah. Is that within the, the towing capability, that 150? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 10.5 10, is the towing max. 10.5. Yeah, EcoBoost, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was actually higher than that. What's your truck? 
It's uh, two and a half million. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, to answer your question, this is how many miles are on this EcoBoost? Ninety thousand. Yeah. Um, I I can't tell you exactly what takes care of the issue, but I know that this is a known issue on the EcoBoost. I've seen this numerous times, um, not in the shop, but from customers who have dealt with this and taken it back to the dealer for whatever reason it had it, it had been under warranty um, yeah, i did take it back and they said nothing's wrong with it well exactly where's the gauge does it does it touch the red or is it between three it quarters and the red once no it touches the red once it touches the red the warning light comes on and says engine's overheating okay well can, can't you downshift one i mean how fast are you towing this up uh to flagstaff when you hit some of those um, big rates what are you trying to do at the most, I go to 65, but when I do the, the hills, I do 55, but I had to bring the speed down to about 40 to 45. Okay. And, 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 you know, if, you, if we were to turn that question around, let me ask you, Alan. 7,500 trailer on an F-150 with an ego boost, all right? You're going to Payson. You're going up Rye Hill, okay? Is it, is it unreasonable for this ego boost to haul that 7,500-pound trailer up that hill at 60 miles an hour? I mean, if it, if, it, if it were any other truck, I'd probably... If it was a Chevy Halfton, I'd say no. Okay. But the EcoBoost, I would say it, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I would say yes. It's unreasonable to ask that. Okay. But that EcoBoost, that's what they're designed to do. That's what they're designed... That's why they have a higher tow capacity than all the other half-tons. That might be fine. 60 miles an hour. I see three-quarter tons coming out of Rye that are all 45 because I pass them. I honk when I pass them, too. Yeah, I honk but at they're, the Fords. But they're, they're carrying 12,000 pounds. Or no, 13, no. They can be two-axle trailers. Yeah, I'm not talking about the three axles. I'm t- those guys that are weighing ten and twelve five. Uh, did this just start, or is this something you've been battling for a while? No, no. I had this truck since it was brand new. I always pulled the same trail up to Flake Step and never had the problem. Never. Uh. All right. Well, if you're only having the problem at higher speeds and you don't have any problem around the city, the only difference between the two of them is the fan it's clutch. The was, it's the incline, and I have electric fans on them. Okay. All right, so uh, you've eliminated everything. Yeah. You know, you, you've eliminated everything. I mean, we, we're, we're done guessing because, you know, every time we say something, I think if you just back off the throttle a little bit, um, I would be interested in, in where we make power there if, if we're going to be okay. I, I, would, I would want you to drop from 60 to 45 and, and see if we can keep it near the three-quarter mark because three-quarter doesn't bother me when you've got a 7,500-pound trailer okay. on it. But the, the, the issue really is, is, is why didn't it do it before? And, and the only other thing is if he's got electric fans on it, then the, if the radiator's somewhat plugged up right. after 100,000 miles, then the, cold, the hot water's going to come in, but it's going to go through the radiator so fast it doesn't cool off. It's like a train station. The coolant isn't dropping its, dropping its coolant off in the, in the radiator because it's moving through the radiator so fast because, you know, 25% of it's plugged or 30% of it's plugged. You know, I'm wondering, too, if there's some sort of a software update for that as well. Those we do a lot of updating on the EcoBoost. Okay, you, what you might do is, is if you want to go to YouTube and Google, you can Google your EcoBoost and 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 up, you know, overheat and then plus software update or reflash. Those are the big words. Yeah, or if you you know if you had time to swing by, what we can do is we can pull your current calibrations and see what the newest. You know, see how far you are out of date. If you're 19 out of date, I'd say we need to start there for sure. And that's going to cost him between $128 and all the way up to about 175 just depending on how long that car sits on the cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. exactly. 129 170 to 179. Okay. What happens is is we're going to talk to the cloud, and we're going to plug your car in, and we're going to talk to the cloud. Well, it costs money to get to the cloud. And so then the cloud looks at it and says, oh, I recognize that card. Then the cloud says, hey, well, I've got a transmission update. I've got an ABS mm -hmm. update. I've got a cooling system update. I've got a timing update. Which ones do you want? Now, sometimes there's a risk by saying, give me all of them. Sure. Because we end up with a problem we didn't have before. So some guys, and that's when the customer gets to pick. Here's the menu. What do you want? Well, yeah, and, and it's when you end up with problems like that. So basically, they see that they're having this issue, so they, so they derate the power. Okay. So they drop the power down across the thing. So all of a sudden they say, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have as much power as I have to. Well, what do you want? You want overheating or you want less power? Right. right. So that's the kind of stuff. When he says problems, sometimes you know, the manufacturers fix this too well. We'll just back the power down a little bit and see what happens. And, and that's not uncommon at all mm -mm. because they, don't, they can't possibly predict on all the different circumstances. Scenarios, with, yeah. yeah. With respect to how people are going to use their cars. Right. I'm still of the opinion that 45 is a good speed. And, and take it out of overdrive, sure, and either put it in fifth or fourth RPMs, yeah, and 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 bring the RPMs up a little bit because. And I wonder what his EGTs are when he's running, uh, flirting with the red. Well, that's only diesel. Okay, so but I mean, he's we'll... still going to have an increase in exhaust temperature. Oh, sure. So, anyway, all right, well, good luck to you. Good luck to you, Thank Jim. You. you bet. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we come back, we're going to tell you the Corvette story. We didn't get it in that segment. The Corvette story starts off, I bought a private, I bought this 2014 Corvette in a private sale in November of 14. I'm the second owner. After a few months, the dash lights would dim for no reason. So I took it to the dealer. They said the problem was a known problem with GM, and it would be fixed by a software update. So... I had it done. Then in early 2016, it happened again, and the dealer fixed it again. November 16th, I had the same problem, and the dealer said, and so we're going to cover that on the other side of the break, there is a happy ending to this, but what's really important is the lesson we learn. Now, I was involved in this in the early side, and I made this suggestion. He was, his butt was on fire because he was really unhappy with the circumstances. And I said, this is what you need to do to get past this. And he did exactly what I suggested, and he, he accomplished his goal. But he's still madder than heck. 602-508-0960. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. <laughs> 
Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Once the bastion of free speech, today's college campuses are now the most dangerous place for the exchange of ideas. Every day, it's a new disturbing story. Guest speakers being banned from venues, commencement speakers being protested, professors being fired for not being politically correct. Free speech is under fire, but Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla are fighting back with their movie, No Safe Spaces. It's a thought-provoking yet entertaining investigation into how we got here and what we can do to stop it. But they need your help. Hollywood won't make this movie. That's why they're raising the funds themselves. And the support has been overwhelming. They've already raised $500,000, and now they realize they can get this feature into theaters across the country, which is huge because getting conservative voices into theaters and onto Netflix is a big deal. Help us save free speech by getting them to their goal of $1 million for No Safe Spaces and get some great perks in the process. Go to nosafespaces.com to donate today. That's nosafespaces.com. Hey everyone You know let's all stop what we're doing Right now and take a moment That felt good Huh Just like that we had a nice special sort of moment Together Of course they don't all need to be quiet moments To be special They could be loud moments Goofy moments Sporty moments Dorky moments Moments where we talk or walk Or just hang out it doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me finish the story. So the guy has a 2014 Corvette. He's the second owner. He buys it from a private party. He has dash lights that would dim for no reason. He takes it in. The dealership said, oh, we know about that. And they fixed it with a software update. Then it happened again. And they fixed it with a software update. Then it happened again. He takes it in. And the dealer says, it's out of warranty. And we can't help you. Then he said by the dealership, now this is probably a service writer or something like this. I'm sure this didn't come from the guy whose name's on the building. He says, had you bought it from us, we could have cut you some leeway or slack. Now, folks, that is something you're very likely to hear. So you can tell that when he heard this, that didn't set well with him. This is a seven. And then he goes, when I returned to the dealer, he said, anyway, 
he was really mad when he left. So he calls me up and I say to him, here's what happened. General Motors and a lot of the rest of them, they gutted everything between the manufacturer and the dealer. So they had all these multiple level of people that were trying to make decisions good for GM and good for the dealerships. So they just took all those people and threw them away and said, here's the money, dealer, make people happy. And it's really turned out pretty good, I'm told. So anyway, I said to him, I want you to call 1-800-GM and get a case number. Just say, I could make a complaint. Be nice, polite, firm, but give him the specifics, dates and times. And he says, fine. So he went in there and he says, I've had it done three times and it hasn't really fixed the problem. It's reoccurred. I took it in the fourth time and they said, because I didn't buy it from them, that they weren't going to fix it. So, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> uh, upon your advice, I called General Motors directly, and uh, <laughs> they were helpful, and they told me to return to the dealer. They would call the dealer and set it up for them to fix it. When I returned to the dealer, they did fix it, and they said, quote, we hope you understand we couldn't do anything for you unless it came from Chevrolet directly. Now, this is a customer talk. It's, no, I don't understand how you could have blah, blah, blah um, to tell me you wouldn't fix a known problem on a $75,000 car and made me jump through hoop, hoops just to get it done because I didn't buy the car from you. Good luck with that attitude. I will make sure my friends and business partners hear about this. So you can tell that he's pretty fired up. Mm -hmm. It's something that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And there is that perception from them that if you buy your car from us, we're going to give you extra good treatment. The problem with this whole story is, is, is that he already had money to fix this. They, all this money's filtered down to the dealer. You take care of it. Instead of having a, 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 a fleet guy and, and then having a sales manager and, and having an area manager and all that other manager, manager, manner, the, all those people are gone, and General Motors just says, here, fix this. Another thing that, that all the dealers, how important is CSI mm, to these guys? I was just thinking the same thing. When, they, when you fill out a card at the end of your that, time. That, that is not important. That is the most important. If you beat them up, you, if you beat them up on that CSI card after you pick up customer your car, customer service, what is CSI? information or in, customer service inquiry or yeah, something? I don't know what CSI. It's basically it's called the survey. It's the it, when you buy a new car, maybe even a used car. It's basically it's it's GM's um, uh, survey on how the dealership did. That is the most powerful voice that you have by far and they make lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money the majority of the money on that on that survey well not only that is when you there's people that are paid on CSI mm -hmm. and if the level drops below this they lose money yep then there's service riders that have everything to do with CSI we, here's what I promise you when you take a card and you're unhappy and you should never fill the card out for about four or five days I, or longer. Or longer. So you, you fill it out, and if you, nice, firm, polite, keep in mind those, but you beat them up nicely, firmly, and politely, oh, you're going to get a call within oh, two yeah. or three days. And let me tell you something else, too. I'm not going to finish this story because you guys can come to your own conclusions, but when they tell you, hey, bring this survey back to us, and we'll give you a free oil change, what do you think's happened to that survey if it's a bad <laughs> survey? 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why they entice you with a free oil change. They want to see that survey. And they don't want any bad service. Uh, and rightfully so, we don't either. No, no, no. I, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But yeah. We don't go as far as they do. They're but just not being nice with their free oil changes. I promise you that. No, you're right. Cusser, what's up? Okay. Uh, I, I did email you last Saturday. I didn't get a response. So I'm going to just do it by phone. Okay. Here's my question, and then I'll get into the details. Cusser, just get to the question, buddy. My question is, should I mess with an air conditioning system that's cooling very well right now? No. If it's 55 or less out of the center vent and you're driving down the street or the highway, you're fine. 55 degrees less. Go buy one of those $2 thermometers at one of the auto parts stores. Stick it in your center vent. Go on maximum. I would go in speed 3. I wouldn't go in speed 4. Drive down the road. If it's 55 or less, you're wasting your time. I don't know what kind of car you have, but I can tell you this much. There are cars out there that will blow ice cubes at you. We've got cars that have left our shop at 38 and 40 and 45 degrees. That's that's not normal in any way, shape, or form. So depending on the year, make, and model of your car, um, the older than not so close to that 45 degrees are you going to get. and But the newer, especially the smaller cars, like the Hondas and the Toyotas, them things will really throw ice cubes out the vent at you. So yeah. they get pretty cool. We have people at the counter all the time say, my AC is blowing cold, but I just want to check up. If your AC is blowing I wouldn't touch it. I yeah. would leave it alone and don't mess with it. If you're happy with it, now keep in mind there's two different settings. There's normal and maximum. When we come back, we'll talk about normal and maximum. But normal is swamp cooler. And maximum is like the AC in your house. And those of you that are from Arizona know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you that are not from Arizona, we'll explain it to you when we come back. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Arizona is rolling out the voluntary travel ID, which complies with the Federal Real ID Act. You'll need it for air travel and to access federal and military facilities. If there's no rush to get one, your current driver license or ID is good until October 1st, 2020. The cost is $25, and it's valid for eight years. To learn how to get your voluntary travel ID and the documents you'll need, visit azdot.gov slash travel ID. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Tune in Saturdays at 2 p.m. for Life Outside the Box, a motivational health and fitness program designed to help you live a healthier, happier, more fulfilled life. Through better health and fitness, you'll learn how to get involved and overcome fears that keep you sidelined instead of participating in the game of life. From exercise, nutrition, injury prevention, and injury recovery to alternative methods of diagnosis and treatment, you'll discover new ways of thinking about health and fitness. It's Life Outside the Box, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Vision loss. 
is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Hugh Hewitt in the morning to Larry Elder at night with the best live show in the Valley at 3 p.m. with Seth and Chris. The only conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with the Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour. We're going to take real quick Mark, because he has a great name, and then stay there, Bill and Joe. But, Mark, you're up first. How can I help you today? Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I want to change my vehicles from conventional motor oil over full synthetic. And I have three basic questions if you could just help me with. Sure. Um, my first question is, if I do that, should I still change the filter at three or 4,000? Okay. And then the second question is, I've been told by friends that when you go to full synthetic, the synthetic oil actually gets in between tighter tolerance parts. And then my third question is, um, somebody has told me that when they change from conventional to full synthetic, their engine started to use oil. And I'm just wondering, is that normal or possible? Okay, let's start with the first one. It's important to understand the difference between conventional, semi-synthetic, and synthetic. It has to do with oil change intervals. So conventional is three to 5,000 miles. Semi-synthetic is five to 7,500, which is draws the middle. And then synthetic is 7,500 all the way up to 12,000. So, yes, you can do that, and no, you don't need to do the filter. I know there's lots of people out there that are going to tell you their filter's better for this, and we wrap a magnet around the case and all that crap. None of it's true. Let me explain. Do you know, um, I know, do you know what a micron is? Yes. One millionth of a meter, am I right? Do you have any idea how thick a piece of human hair is with respect to microns? Um, uh, hair is like a few thousandths of an inch, I think. Right. It is two thousandths of an inch. Uh, with a micron, it's like four to five microns, so four to five millionths of an inch. Mm-hmm. So the the fact of the matter is, is anything floating through your filter that's less than 20 micron, the motor doesn't care. So at 20, we kind of filter at 20. With What was the second question? Um, does the synthetic oil get into tighter tolerance areas? And then the third one was, do engines start using oil okay. to go to full synthetic? Ti- if you're going to stay with the same weight, the answer is no. So if okay. you're using a 020 conventional or semi-synthetic and you go to a 020 synthetic, the answer is, is one's not going to get into the tighter tolerance. Besides that, the question then becomes, if the oil doesn't get... Mark, if the oil doesn't get to tighter tolerances, 
what kind of problems am I going to look at at the future? And my answer is, is I've never seen a dollar spent on anything that has to do with the oil not getting to tighter tolerances than the rest. Now, <coughs> excuse me, are you keeping the same weight? Yeah, I would just use the same weight that the manufacturer of the, of the car yeah. tells okay. us to use. So the answer is no. Yeah, and the idea is is that the, I don't know what tighter tolerances mean. I don't know of any other tolerances other than rod bearings and cam bearings. Right. I think what, if you went from a 1030 to a 020, would you agree that that may get that may be such a thinner oil that you may get into may get into quote unquote tighter tolerances? We're still talking about three thousand seven no, no, no. inch, and I, both I, of them will get there. I understand. Okay, um, both of them will get there. But using the same stuff is is right. going to be there's no problem. And this, the last one was is oil consumption. If your motor's not using oil now, it won't then. And there's another wife's tale. When you put it in, it'll start leaking like crazy and consuming like crazy. None of those are true. And one of them says, well, it's going to cause the seals to leak. That's not true. The, the, and then last question is, is Mark, you say, hey, Mark Salem, what do you put in your truck? I put a 040 synthetic. Alan, what do you put no, in your no, truck? No, 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 no. 540 synthetic. 540, I'm same, sorry. Uh, same thing. All right. Uh, I run the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. And what are we running in mom's car and Andy's car and our shop vehicles and, and five, all that 520 stuff? 520 synthetic. Okay. So we're, we're talking the same language. I'm not doing something and telling you, I'm not doing this and telling you to do something different. But if you want to swap over, forget the filter idea. And I, and I, w- I would probably go somewhere in the 10, th- and let me ask you this. How many miles a year do you drive? Uh, about 12,000. Boom. That's it. I tell you what I would do. I'd change the oil every May or April or May, and I'd go a whole year, and I'd forget about it. Okay. That's exactly how I would handle it. Okay? okay. Thank you so much. You betcha. Now, real quick, with okay. respect to leaks, if you had a higher mile, uh, mileage engine, you could, by going to a thinner oil, you could create an oil leak. Okay. But, but, but technically, you're wrong. Okay. Because the perception is, is a 10 weight is water. And a 40 weight is peanut butter. Right. That's not the case at all. Oil doesn't get thicker. It's This is the thing. It flows like a 10 weight right. when it's cold right. and flows like a 40 weight when it's hot. So flows like is the key word. So an oil doesn't change viscosity. Everybody knows that when you drain the oil, it, it's like water. Well, that's just the opposite of 40 weight. So when you drain a 020 and it comes out, it's thin, even if you do it when it's cold. So if it were the other way around, then it would make sense. But no, that, that, that's still a wives' tale that came from the 70s when synthetic first came out. Air Park Auto is up in Scottsdale. They've been around since 1985. They're located at Raintree, just east of Hayden. Nadine owns Air Park Auto. Her husband, Stacy, passed away a couple of years ago, and she's the only shop in North Scottsdale that I hang my hat with because she knows the difference between right and wrong. If you're a lady and you want to deal with a company that's run by a lady, I would strongly suggest you have an oil change done in Air Park Auto and see how you like them. That's the easiest way to get to know somebody. They have a state-of-the-art clean and green facility. They have the latest diagnostic tools. So North Scottsdale area, Rain Tree, which is just south of Frank Lloyd Bright, east of Hayden. It's called Air Park Auto Service. Let's go back to the phones. i got to turn my page here. Bill, you're next. How can I help you? Yes, sir, Mark. Uh, I have a problem with refrigeration on my O2 GMC Duramax diesel. Okay. It, it'll run your butt out of there. If it's just driving around town, you can't. i got to. Turn it down to two or three. I get out on the highway. I run for you know a half hour, hour, and all of a sudden it's it's blowing real slow and not very cold. I've run into this several times. Okay, Alan knows what it is. You're you're freezing the condenser. Uh, they evaporate. Yeah, I'm sorry. They, uh, yes, thank you. Freezing up the evaporator. 
Behind the glove box is the is the little radiator that you have an air uh, a fan behind. Uh-huh. And at the same time, I wonder how often you park the truck and come back five, ten minutes later, and there's a big puddle of water underneath the truck. Well, yeah, I know. I've, I've done this. Okay, that's that's what... will fall out, and okay. I'm sure, but how do I keep it from happening? Well, here's what you do. You can't run it on one or two. You either run it on normal one or two, but you can't run it on maximum because that's recirculatory. So what you're doing is you're freezing that evaporator, you're turning it into ice cube, and then the air volume is substantially because now that it's an ice cube, we can't blow through the fins. The other thing you can do is is drop the windows down a little bit, go to normal, and kick your fan speed up just a little bit to three or four. Let's control the temperature with the windows as opposed to you running it in, in number one and number two. Let me also tell you that if you're freezing up the evaporator, your air conditioning is working perfectly because that is the height of, be- of good, of best, of perfect. So I'll tell you another thing. We fixed one. Instead of turning it all the way over to blue, I should back off a little bit or what? Um, oh, well, if you're if you're blue max, you can come back just a little bit and warm the air slightly. Yes, you could. But you have a normal setting and a maximum setting or a recirculatory setting. Right. If you went to normal and dropped the windows down an inch on each side, that would help you keep the evaporator from freezing. Because it's like a swamp cooler. We're going to have... We're going to bring... Well... I don't have anything that says normal, but I have dials on there that shows the air recirculating inside or from outside. Okay, well, I'm talking about outside air. Okay. We're going to bring air from the, in, the grill in front of the window, in front of the windshield. We're going to bring air in. We're going to cool it off, and we're going to shove it into a truck. In order for the air to get out, we got to drop the windows down an inch or so. So oh. do you remember ever swamp coolers? Oh, absolutely. Okay. When you're in normal, when you roll up all the windows then it's the same thing as having your house with all the windows closed and having a swamp cooler. Nothing happens. So if you drop the window, we're going to move air through the cab of the truck. If you take my son on a ride and he stinks, then you drop his window down, you go to normal, and all of his smell goes out the passenger side window. Likewise, if somebody was smoking in your truck, you could get that cigarette smoke out the passenger side. So you're freezing up the evaporator. you got to kick up the speed. Maybe you turn off the blue just a little bit. Maybe an eighth of an inch or quarter of an inch and bring the fan speed up to three and drop your windows down just a tad and that should help you keep the the defrost from uh, or the evaporator from freezing now the other thing too is we ran into this the other day with a real good customer of mine uh with the with the chevy pickup and it it, it ended up having a bad cycling switch as well okay just and that's easy to check. We can put a set of gauges on it, and we watch that low side. And when we see the low side go down too far, it should cycle on and off. Right. And so if the, if it'll, if the, if the low pressure switch is bad, you will freeze up your evaporator. But if you do what we said, you'll help us diagnose it. And if you say what you said was fine and it solved my problem, then there is no repair. Okay? So I'm, you're going to save yourself a heck of a lot of money if you just do what we said yep. to determine if whether we said um, it gave you and it worked. All right, All right Joe, or Bill, thank you very much. Joe, you're up. How can I help you? Uh, typical problem here with a, uh, I'd like to say kudos to Andy for turning me on to your snake oil gasket repair. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Anyway. Chrysler 2001 2.7 V6. The overheating problem has stopped. 
miraculously, the check engine light went off, everything straightened itself out. Uh, now what my problem is, is the check battery light is coming on after one or two minutes of running the car, but the battery has got yeah, 13 and a half in it all the time. The little woman told me that the transmission was acting somewhat funny coming home before all this happened. Uh, that's just about all I got, but it's a 27 Chrysler Sebring V6. Okay. Well, the first thing that you have to do is is you have to have somebody check the electrical system, which is typically 35 to $50. Mm-hmm. You cannot take your alternator off and have the three-whiskered kid fix it at the, on the counter because you test things where they live. So you don't take the starter or the alternator or the battery out of your car and go have him test it. An electrical analysis, we're going to see what kind of output the alternator has. And I'll tell you right now, if you check your, your battery with the key in your pocket, let's pretend that it's 12.8, okay? When you start it up and bring the idle up a little bit, the battery should move about one volt north of that. So if you start at 12.8, it should be at 13.8. That's a very simple way to make sure that the alternator is absolutely working. But there's three diodes, and we can look at the pattern on our television screen to see if it's a bunch of M's or if it looks like a tornado with spikes high and low. That means the diode trio is out of it. We can also look at a variety of other things. We can test your battery in the car. We can test your cables to see how good they are. We've got a lot of different things that we can do. And for 30 to $50, as opposed to take all those parts off your car or go have him test it, because he's not going to have the equipment that independent shops do, or dealers for that matter as well. So you just have to deal with it. Tell me real quick about the gasket thing. Uh, you were talking about the Mercedes for three years, hadn't had any problems. Okay, head gasket. Yeah, the head gasket. I used I used your Ultra without saying the name. I don't know if you want me to do that. No, or not. you can. You can. That K Seal Ultra. My yes. goodness. My goodness. Save but I lot. think I, I I I by flushing the system made the problem even worse, and it blew the top off the inlet on the top of the engine. Yeah. And looking down in the two ports, I believe going the number two coil was always showing up on the diagnostic as being faulty. I replaced it. It made no difference. But you could see definite exhaust fumes in, in okay. the back section. And it blew the the uh, epoxy top right off that unit. Okay. Folks, what he's talking about is is he had a combustion leak, a blown head gasket, so to speak. So at one time or another, it got kind of hot. The head gasket failed. The repair would have been between $2,500 and $4,000 on a V6. just depends on the damage inside. We found a sealer that's never worked as good as, I mean, of all the sealers we've tried, every one of them has failed. So we finally found this one that absolutely works perfectly. It saves people an extensive amount of money. And we've got a, um, what has he got, Lexus? Got a Lexus Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a Lexus that's going on three years, maybe four years, and we treated it three or four years ago, and it's still on the road. And he he drives 55 miles each way to work. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good option, but you have to follow the directions. And for those of you that are not not good at following directions, it isn't going to work for you. So for us, it's 125 plus 50. I think it's 175, and we handle everything. 
So that's the sealer plus the labor to do it right. But you can do it as long as you follow the directions. 602-508-0960, Kurtz Auto Repair is up on I-17 and Bell. He's a good guy. He's always been a good guy, and he can fix just about anything. And he's also a Better Business Bureau Ethic Award winner. So if you live anywhere near I-17 and Bell and you don't have a garage, may I suggest that Kurtz Automotive, northeast corner of Bell and I-17, is a great place to go. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.